I think a lot of it's lead by example uh, for me. I like to show uh, as part of my teaching. And, um, you know, I think there's also putting key folks in place so that way they can they can multiply your knowledge, right? So it's right. like if you've taught one and they can teach many more, like then it, it helps that. Um, but I think the lead by example also goes into um, positivity, uh, into the way that you carry yourself. Um, you know, yes, every day is not rainbows and butterflies and unicorns. Uh, so, but, but, you know, having that um, mental or that outward facing out of it and yep. being able to um, get up every day anew uh, helps because it's not just helping you. It, it helps everybody else to want to do what they do amazing every single day. Welcome to Future Driven. I'm Adam Kopp, and on this podcast, I talk with entrepreneurs and industry professionals about the challenges and the wins in their business. See the vision, drive the future. Okay, so welcome to episode 1515 with Ed Sinefro. Ed, thank you so much for uh, joining me today. It's a pleasure to be here. I appreciate your time, Ed. So, Ed, you are vice president of Access Marketing Company. Yes. Based out of Denver, Denver Colorado. Nice. And Ed, Ed and I worked together. Uh, I was I should have asked you before we started this, but do you know how long ago that was? Uh, I'm, I'm blanking. Oh, gosh. Out. It's probably 14, 15 years ago is when we when we started working together. Yeah, that sounds about right. So 15 years ago, Ed and I were at a company called RPM Advertising out of Chicago, Illinois. And we worked together as art. Were you an art director at that time as well? I was, yeah. Okay, so we we're both art directors working on various accounts. And uh, and I've always been a big fan of the work that you've done, Ed. So we've kind of uh, followed each other's careers. And now you're in this great spot uh, in Denver and, and uh, at Access Marketing. So that's awesome. Yeah, no, it's been quite a ride. Um, and yeah, you were definitely there at the the beginnings of it all, uh, at least for me, uh, because that's where I started. That's where I cut my chops was it was at RPM. Um, honestly, uh, I came out of college and had my portfolio review and a creative director from there came through and really said, here's my card, call me on Monday or whatever it was. And uh, came in for an interview and got hired immediately after. So it was a very nice. fast process um, from transitioning from education to career. Um, so and yeah, that's where we we made a lot of things uh, for uh, for some some pretty big uh, clients there in Chicago, which was pretty awesome. And um, I remember some late nights uh, spending with you uh, toiling through a, a bunch of different. Uh, creatives and concepts. And, you know, that was the days when we had to tear down actual presentation boards and actual, uh, you know, storyboards that were physically put together because the partners had to, uh, you know, jump on a plane the next day and fly to wherever and present. And so it was very like, I feel like it was the end of like the, that madman era of that kind of stuff. Like I need to I need to physically show something in a presentation with a client. Um, and then we kind of all went digital and full internet and the whole works. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, you're, you're so right. I mean, there was, 
I, I, I kind of tell some stories. I mean, we used to work some ridiculous hours. I mean, like it was not uncommon to be there well past dinner into the evening into past midnight. I mean, with different pitches. And so, I mean, like we don't work like that here at our company. And I don't think you do either. Is, are those days just gone? And it's just not like the speed is there now. You don't need to do that anymore. I don't know. I mean, I think there's definitely the the recollection that I have is um, you don't leave until your creative director leaves. So that was a and big Larry thing. never left. No, he never left. He just lived there, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, I know at that time I was a commuter to Chicago. So because I lived out in the burbs and um, there was many a time when I, I missed the last train out of town and uh, had to sleep on a couch or under a desk or wherever the heck I could find a spot um, at that time. Um, and I, and I remember people like, uh, other, other designers, you know, hopping on the L and essentially running, you know, riding the L all night long because they had fallen asleep on it or things like that. So yeah, definitely a different, different time, different mindset. I don't know if those agencies still exist. I haven't come across one in my travels, uh, that right. was like that, uh, anymore. Yeah, so, it was a, it was a crazy, Cause I'm coming up on about, so I, similar to you, I, my first job was at RPM and I'm coming up on, I think about 20 years from when I first started was hired by Larry. And, uh, uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a whole different, uh, that's a whole different world. And I, and, and this kind of spurred, uh, a quick memory that I want to say, like how well, you said you got hired by a referral to a professor. Or from a professor? No, no, no. Uh, John Monlock, he yep. walked through the um, portfolio review. So we had like a portfolio show. And I think I was probably one of the few people who actually had sellable designs. Like so many people are very like, I'm super artsy and things like that. And I really went on the, a the advertising front very um, uh, full bore. And yeah, it was John, and I can't remember who the other person was, came through the show and he literally just handed me his card and I, I called him and got the job. Where was this? Was that university? Uh, that was Columbia College, Chicago. Okay. Okay, yeah, nice. Right there in the loop. So not too far away from the office. So it was probably an easy hike for them or whatever it was to yeah. come, come check us out. But um, no, that's awesome. Well, the, so sorry, the really quick, the story I was going to say was I was, I spent about six months trying to apply for uh, jobs online because I was living in the suburbs at the time. And then finally I put together a list of like 60 plus something companies that I wanted to like pitch to. And I literally got, had my sister drop me off in the North end of Chicago and I walked and I knocked on as many places as possible. And RPM was the 50th place that i was able to at least get in the door and drop off my resume and then i got a call back like two days later and uh that story is always uh sticks with me because it took me you know i sat forever six months thinking i was doing the right thing and then all it did was take me to just get on the streets and just start hustling um and, and then it took to the very last one of that day at like 6 p.m or something um but yeah, so it was, but that started uh, a whole career for both of us. And mm -hmm. uh, so what happened for you? How long were you at RPM and, and where did you transition after that? Sure. So when I, I was at RPM for probably about three years or so, and then I kind of got into a completely different world. I went into the uh, marketing of continuing medical education. 
is kind of where I went into um, with a company that no longer exists in the, in the world, uh, MedEd Architects. And um, we'd create uh, curriculums and marketing to, to um, drive uh, people to attend them. Uh, and it was a partnership with a lot of the big um, medical um, groups. So it'd be like the ADA or the AAFP uh, or things like that. Um, so I remember, yeah, first thing got in the job and they're like, we're flying to New Orleans. And I was like, okay, great. Like I'll go to New Orleans <laughs> and, um, went there, did a whole video shoot, did with like commentators and, um, hosts and all this kind of stuff. And, um, so that was kind of got thrown directly into that world. Didn't know anything about it. Um, but I think what it did was it, it got me really interested in, the the more complex story um, because um, not that we didn't do great work at RPM or something like that, but it it was it's business to consumer is where RPM lives um, and a lot in kind of auto and casino and things like that and um, getting into I need to talk about this highly technical stuff but also get the attention of highly intelligent people you know these are PhDs and things like that. Um, was just, it's a different mindset. It's a different style of marketing. And um, I think it really got me into that world um, that I hadn't considered before. Okay, um, cool. Yeah. So then, so what years was that? Gosh, I feel like I should have had my like LinkedIn resume up at the same <laughs> time because I don't remember. I'm getting, well, let's I'm, see. I'm getting you, were, you were at RPM like 2005 till eight, somewhere in there? Mm -hmm. And then, and then you were with these guys for a couple of years, I presume. Yeah. Yeah. And I was with them for a couple of years. And then, um, after that, I actually went back to consumer land. Um, I spent a stint at another company that doesn't exist anymore. Maybe that's my, my track record is like, they don't <laughs> exist anymore. <laughs> There's a trend here. Um, but it was called, uh, Omnibus Advertising. They were in, uh, Arlington Heights, uh, Illinois. And, um, they did, uh, back to auto. That's, that was my like way in, they did auto and, um, convenience stores, uh, which we also did at RPM. Like we used to do right, right. hand and things like that. So it was doing, um, uh, speedway, uh, uh, gas stations and their convenience stores. And, um, I'm trying, I can't remember what the so other for, Just so we kind of know, what was your day-to-day, -day, you know, so I, were you sure. continuing to be art director? At what point were you uh, become the creative director? Sure. So uh, creative director actually uh, happened uh, later in career, like all the way when I got here into uh, Colorado. Um, so I was, in this case, all art director or senior designer, uh, things like that. So physically touching, uh, all the creative, um, so designing it from concept to final product. Um, obviously, as you get further in your career, it's you're creating the the spark or initial piece, and then passing it off to junior folks to kind of build the library that you need. Like I need to run a million ads, or I need to, you know, whatever it may be. Um, so. Yeah. So that's do you, where I kind of do you feel like you have a style of design? You know, what is your what is your niche inside of the graphic design, inside of the art direction world? Is it typography? Is it illustration? Is it, you know, what is your kind of what is it that you like to do or what have you found in your career? Sure. 
So I think throughout time, um, I've realized that I am a good uh, chameleon. I've realized this. So my style is moldable to whatever the client requires rather than being the kind of forefront of creative inspiration, which I think is something that you do very well that I'm very inspired by. Um, but I'm, I'm good at aggregating all the inputs that I've had throughout life and creating a solid design and message off of that uh, knowledge base and, and inputs. So um, okay. I'm not going to be the one who's going to be like, you know what, for Pepsi, we should start using a cow. And the right. cow is going to say whatever it says. That's not me. <laughs> <laughs> the, be- the best thing is you know what you're good at and yeah. uh and what so at what point uh i guess did you make that trip to uh the mountains in colorado and sure. start your career out there well between there i moved to ohio uh okay. where in the columbus market and uh worked for a b2b agency uh working on a lot of tech clients a lot of automation manufacturing then i went to a uh I went corporate side, actually, I went to the dark side um, and got into actually your former world, which was uh, apparel, uh, which I know you know very well, um, back from rugby days and things like that. But, um, you know, there's uh, got into all of that uh, sports apparel. How did you work for then? There I worked for Aerie Sportswear. So we focused on... um, uh, smaller teams so like high school middle school some lower end college kind of stuff and sure. gearing up the whole team with their not just their uniforms but also all their um track suits and yeah and but they're also their fan apparel right so sure. their t-shirts and all that kind of stuff and then we also had a another arm that was on custom tie-dyeing so it was a dynamite is the is that company and they do uh, various different uh, tie-dye stylings with um, different types of um, dyes that might also work well with like black lights or neons or things like that. So it's kind of neat stuff there. Um, and then I got out of Ohio altogether and yeah, made made my trip out West, uh, left the Midwest um, and uh, yeah, made it here. And I uh, did uh, right off the bat, worked with um, IBM Watson Health um, which was an interesting world because it's a, it's a startup inside of a very tenured company as IBM is, but the health, uh, arm, uh, was relatively new because they were leveraging things that they had created for the, the parent, uh, like Watson into the health scheme. So how can AI help, um, get better data on anything from, so if I read scans across time, I could see that there's going to be a cancer issue in this patient or things like that, which is kind of fascinating stuff. Um, and then I uh, came here to Access Marketing Company. Um, we're doing all B2B marketing for the most part. We have a couple of consumer clients, but mostly all B2B marketing um, and running very high touch, um, bespoke and uh, far-reaching campaigns to uh, a variety of, of clients, mostly in the IT, telecom, and health IT space. Okay, cool. So you've been there. Uh, what year did you move to Access? 
Uh, I've been here for three years now. So okay. what is that? 2019, 20, 18, end of 18. Nice. Okay. Yeah. And, and, uh, I don't know if we covered this, but you, you, I said vice president, but you had a, you had a longer title than that vice president of. Yeah. So I realized, so my title is uh, vice president of, uh, service delivery. Okay. And what I realized was my passion wasn't necessarily in the, in necessarily the doing of the creative anymore or less so, sure. but more of like, how do I enable teams? Um, how do I find great talent out there in the land? How do I make um, make everybody so much more effective at what they're doing? So whether that's tools, personnel, um, processes um, is where I've been really enjoying my time. Awesome. Well, that's great, man. Well, you know, we got to catch up uh, when I was in Denver, I guess it, it probably about two years ago now. Um, yeah. The, and I got to see the office space and, and good sized company and, and the creative stuff that you're doing, looking on the website and everything. It looks really good. So what does today look like? Not physically today, but like, what is, what is your day to day? You know, how big is your team? Are you, are you, are you predominantly client facing? Are you running your internal team? Kind of what is your, uh, what is your day to day life look like? Sure. Sure. So uh, it's probably my day-to-day right now is probably about 50% client-facing and 50% internal. Um, it will transition to being mostly internal-facing. But um, the, the team, actually, you would be surprised even from the when you last came, um, our business spiked tremendously. So we are um, now probably about... 25 plus employees now nice. and rapidly growing even more so the the sad or or positive note i guess out of the pandemic and things like that were that our our mixture of clients uh grew tremendously during the pandemic time frame and the need became so much greater that um it actually helped us out where it might have hurt other um, agencies so we're very fortunate um for that. Um, but where we focus a lot is on uh, key account marketing and ABM. So really getting into not just, oh, I have this list of amazing logos that I'd like to work with as far as our clients go. Oh, I'd love to get uh, you know Apple as a client. I'd love to get Google as a client or things like that. But you know, really trying to find out what types of clients close for a client why do they close? Who are those types of people? And then doing some really in-depth research on those specific individuals and doing, like I said, high touch marketing to those specific individuals based on the pain points um, that they're even sometimes self-identifying through different ways. So it's really, it's really rewarding then to see we can find specific individuals, market and convert them, which is pretty amazing. Okay. Cool. So one of the things I always like to, and, then, and you're perfect for this question because of your position is like, what, how do you describe your leadership style? How do you, how do you motivate your team? How do you, uh, you know, how do you keep them going? And so without doing the work yourself and, and, sure. and things like that. I think a lot of it's lead by example, uh, for me. Um, so, uh, I like to, show uh, as part of my teaching. And, um, you know, I think there's 
also putting key folks in place so that way they can they can multiply your knowledge right so it's right. like if you've taught one and they can teach many more like then it, it helps that um but i think the lead by example also goes into um, positivity uh into the way that you carry yourself um you know yes every day is not rainbows and butterflies and unicorns uh, so but but you know having that um mental or that outward facing out of it and yep. being able to um get up every day anew uh helps because it's not just helping you it, it helps everybody else to want to do what they do amazing every single day so um i also think that touch points and communication are key like especially in this world of, of digital and like we're all having to do things via zoom or whatever it is you know having knowing that you've got remote workforce um keeping tabs with them hey how are you doing what's going on like that that um goes so far with employees to making sure that they produce the best work that they can um because like i said every day is not wonderful and Sometimes it's just, I need somebody to talk to about that thing. Sure. So are you, uh, what percentage are you guys back in the office versus remote? So we're about 50%. Okay. And Perfect. so, you know, uh, typical agency pre-COVID, you do a lot of uh, team gatherings. You guys are a smaller company. How are you, uh, you know, keeping the culture up? uh with your remote team and how does that uh how do you plan to keep that up in the future especially as you grow because uh that you know the remote life is is a real thing for people absolutely absolutely um so i have set up kind of uh i call them creative conversations so i i set up um regular uh kind of group um, almost group therapy, I suppose, to some level. Yeah. It's like, you know, bring some great ideas. Let's talk about these things. Let's, um, let's critique each other's work. Let's um, uh, even just bond. And they, um, Sorry, they, um, keep going though. Okay. They, uh, you know, they, it's part of that camaraderie out of it that I think is, is super important. Obviously, yes, there's, there are things that you physically just can't do. Like you can't go have a happy hour all together and things like that. But we have done it where um, everybody's having a remote happy hour together uh, as a team. So um, I think there are ways around it. Is it is it as ideal um, as the in-person? No, absolutely not. But, um, you know, and there's there's definitely days that we also do as a team that, bring us together even more so. So we do um, volunteer days for things like Habitat for Humanity or a, a food bank or things like that. And for the remote folks, it's please find one in your area. You know, we're not going to fly yeah. folks from New York to Colorado to participate in a in one here, but why not do one where you are? And we're happy for you to take the day off and give back to, to your local community. So... Nice. I like that. Cool. So what is, uh, what's the future look like for access marketing and or ed center for <laughs> That's a great question. Um, let's start with access marketing. What do you, what do you see, uh, over the next five years for the company's growth 
um, you know, and you, and you touched base on a little bit, but maybe you could uh, revisit what are the industries that you guys focus on size of company and you threw a couple acronyms out there that might not everybody know exactly what That's it fair. means. You know, how do you simplify? What is it that access marketing does? Sure, sure. So uh, the areas that we play best in, we can play beyond it, but where we yep. play best in is IT, telecom, and health IT, healthcare IT. Okay. Um, we do look for clients with a fairly substantial um marketing budget um so typically most of our clients are somewhere in the range of quarter million plus typically on just the spend to us like just our marketing budgets to us right um they're running sorry then we are doing uh avm which is account-based marketing yep. um so we're finding Either A, the accounts are provided to us, which works and doesn't work sometimes, and we vet those things, uh, or we um, create a ICP, an ideal client profile, with the help of the client um, to ensure that we're marketing um, to the right size company and ones that fit uh, the needs that our client can fulfill. So for example, if a large company needs, uh, there's, it's noted that they need a cybersecurity solution and our client provides a great quality cybersecurity solution, then it makes sense for us to go market that to them. And there are things that might happen that are um, indicators that that might be a need as well, even if they haven't flagged it out. For example, uh, it's been noted that X company has had a breach due to something like that's happened a lot with COVID, right? Mm -hmm. So we now, once everybody went remote, we have opened up many doors into our organizations rather than singular that's all behind firewalls and all protected inside of corporate structure. So uh, cybersecurity has become a huge topic and a huge need for corporations when their workforce is all over the place. Right. Um, so anyway, so we have that. Um, then we go through and do everything that standard good marketers do. We want to look at who the audience is, um, what message makes sense for them. Um, and um, then we create uh, marketing campaigns. There's always air cover uh, marketing campaigns that are that are more general and then going after key accounts or key targets. Um, to having more focused marketing, so sales outreach, um, social outreach, yeah. um, things like that, to um, convert those uh, accounts or those leads. Specifically. Nice. So then I appreciate you kind of doubling back and giving us a little bit of overview. I think that helps. And so what do you anticipate a whole bunch of growth here in the next future? Man, I, I put so. up this fancy camera ad for this podcast and it keeps going out on me. <laughs> so we're just gonna go to you, but uh that's fine. Um so I what is what does the next five years look like for access? Uh busy, 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 busy. Um, so we are building out the team even more so, like I mentioned uh previous, the the uh, I have no doubt we will probably double in size as an organization. 
um, to support uh, everybody we have today and everybody we will have tomorrow. Um, and um, yeah, there's a there's a lot more focus in uh, obviously in the data, right? We have we've been living in this world of big data for quite some time. But what is that? Can we utilize that data? How can we utilize that data? How can we um, track conversions? How can we um, tell when people fall off? What things work? What things don't work? So um, you know, I think we've historically in marketing we've talked about it very high level. And it hasn't been actionable in many cases uh, or theoretical in some cases. So what we do differently, I would say, than most agencies is we get into it all, all the way down to the sales conversations that, that the reps are having. But where does the, we get into the marketing automation platforms. We make sure that the thing is connecting to the thing that is connecting to the thing that we're tracking the lead scoring and things like that. So. You know, I used to have it back in the day, I'm sure you have too, where uh, success was marked by client came back again and wanted more work from us and not by sure. actual results. And so being a results-based company and being able to deliver on that is very refreshing um, and awesome. But that, that kind of shows you how much data points have become available in the last 15 to 20 years because of this huge shift to digital because you know 15 years ago we were designing billboards exactly. and so what what could you hey it was good creative and the client's happy so they want another one or right. you know whatever there's a lot of point of sale stuff that there wasn't like these these metrics is what you're talking about where now you can actually uh track a, a campaign all the way through show success uh make adjustments and then refine that and that's the advantage of having a group like yours that stays on for a long period of time as well because you start to see trends and you've got some niches and in industries and, and so forth so that's uh Absolutely. That's great. So if anybody listening or watching or looking for a job, Ed's going to have some job openings over there in the next couple of years. And so uh, so if you want to live in beautiful Colorado, then uh, that's the place to go or remote, right? Or remote. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, um, is that a new thing for uh, access marketing because of COVID or were you guys already remote? Part remote? We had a few. We had a few that were remote, but I think the wave uh, was something that um, it didn't it didn't hinder us any, it was just a different, it was a modification, right? So right. like I mentioned, you know, how do you do togetherness? How do you do um, even just basic things, right? Like how do you, we have a great program every single year where we give out thank you cards to uh, an employee that's done, like every employee gets these thank you cards and they can turn them in if they get, if they receive one from somebody, they can turn them in for a gift card as part yep. of the organization, right? It's, it's fun. And you write a little special message, like you went out of, the, out of your way to do whatever it is and thank you very much. It was a great, it's a great program, but obviously you have to modify it differently. Like, oh, I have to now mail out these cards ahead of time to somebody and provide stamped envelopes for them to send them back or things like that. So it's just a modification. You just figure it out. Um, and um, yeah, so we don't care where you are um, now in this new age. Um, but yeah, it is, it's an adjustment. Cool. Well, I think it's, uh, it's, I think it's, there's gonna be a lot of good that comes out of it. And, you know, my company in particular has gone fully remote and I intend on keeping it that way. 
uh, just because it works for us. And, and I think it works for people. And I think they'll have a core group uh, in the office, uh, but we're just not quite there yet anyways. But, uh, but yeah, no, this is, uh, this is great. So uh, any, what about you personally, Ed? Uh, give us a little bit of insight. What is uh, what does your next five years look like? Obviously, is senior leader, I presume, over at Access. Um, are you a big part of uh, the growth and the hiring process, and and just the trajectory of where the company is looking to go? You intend to be there for a while, I presume. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the uh, definitely part of the leadership team here. And where we, uh, where our future lies, what products and offerings we will have in the future uh, are definitely. Uh, I'm in. I'm in that mix, um, and building out even better the tools and functions that we have as a team. Right. So, with any company, you know, you've got the um, refinement of. Uh, part of service delivery, but there's expectation setting, there's uh, the right margins, the right um, mix of team members uh, to get that all done, uh, the refinement of how input is given at the beginning, the refinement of how edits or uh, revisions are done. So bettering all of that makes you just more efficient. There's then better margins, there's uh, better team members that join because they want to be in a successful uh, flourishing company. So I think everything all goes hand in hand, right? And it also provides a better level of experience for our customers, right? So it's like, great, if I can come on board, there's a simple onboarding process. There's a a simple way in which we uh, share the tracking of projects, the way we do delivery, the way we do, uh, you get us your feedback in this way. It's super simple. Um, and the way that we also, de- uh, deliver leads and, uh, ways that you guys can, um, get more business on your side too. Right. So is it, uh, however that platform and, and structure works are, are all, uh, things that are on my roadmap, uh, for the next, five years. <laughs> Hopefully it doesn't take that long, but, <laughs> but yes, build it and they will come. So they, so they say, um, no, look, it's, uh, look, I, I've enjoyed, you know, in some ways watching your career. I mean, there was some, some, some spots in there. We had a bit of a, a, a gap, but I've seen, you know, you know, at the beginning of our career, you know, together, if you will. And now, you know, kind of at this part of it, maybe we're, are we in, we're probably in the middle. We got, we got a couple decades left I hope before so. we can, uh, we can do this, but it's, this feels like it starts to become the fun part and, and, you know, leadership and driving teams and building businesses and, and, you know, processes and all the things that we're talking about. It's, uh, it's come a long way from those, uh, white hand billboards and, uh, and those car ads. So I'm really happy for you. And uh, I look forward to watching uh, what access uh, marketing um, does here in the, in the coming years and, and really excited for your growth and, and hope it, uh, it comes together. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Hopefully we all don't go completely white by the time we next, we see each other. (laughs) It'll be great. Yeah, no. Uh, so, Ed, thanks for taking the time. Uh, you, my friend, are definitely future driven, and I look forward to uh, uh, seeing more out of Access Marketing and uh, Ed Sinefros. Thanks so much. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Really appreciate it.